Welcome to Week in Review, where we recap events and issues pertinent to Central Illinois. I'm WMBD Radio News Director Will Stevenson. This week, the man who pleaded guilty to setting off a firebomb inside the Peoria Planned Parenthood facility learned his sentence. 32-year-old Tyler Massengill was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison on a charge of malicious use of a fire and explosive. The firebombing back in February caused $1.5 million worth of damage that, once he's released from prison, Massengill will eventually have to pay back. But the fire rekindled over the abortion debate as well, although that's not the only service Planned Parenthood provides for women. After the sentence and outside the Peoria Federal Courtroom, where it was handed down, Planned Parenthood of Illinois CEO Jennifer Welch and 17th District Congressman Eric Sorensen, among others, spoke with reporters. My name is Jennifer Welch. I'm the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of Illinois, and my pronouns are she, her. In January, in the middle of the night, Tyler Massingill lit a rag, stuffed into a bottle with fire accelerant, and threw it into the waiting room at the Planned Parenthood of Peoria Health Center. He destroyed our property and he robbed this community of an invaluable healthcare resource. Thankfully, patients, staff, and volunteers were not present or harmed during the attack. However, the building suffered more than $1 million in damages. We're still working to rebuild and we hope to reopen in January of the upcoming year. We are building back better than ever because Peoria community deserves access to healthcare options in their home, in their home community. Now, in the year before the attack, we had served approximately 4,000 patients out of that health center, providing birth control, STI testing and treatment, cancer screenings, and gender-affirming health care, plus medication abortion. The majority of those patients, about three-fourths of the patients we served, were from right here in Peoria, Tazewell counties. 60% of those patients had paid with Medicaid because we are an important part of the public health safety net healthcare system. In addition, we provided another subsidized care in for sliding, sliding fee scale to another 20% of patients. So we really had a lot of people coming for care who needed our help from Planned Parenthood and we are committed to providing care regardless of their ability to pay. I'm incredibly grateful to the team at Planned Parenthood for their flexibility in this time of uncertainty. I'm grateful for the swift action of the U.S. District Attorney and the fair and just sentencing by Judge James Shadid. Together, we are sending a powerful message that acts of violence against health care centers and abortion providers will not be tolerated. We stand in solidarity with the community in Peoria as they continue to heal from this traumatic event. Now it is my pleasure to introduce Congressman Eric Sorensen. I want to thank Jennifer for the introduction, and I want to thank you all for being here uh, on this very important day uh, for the Peoria community. This was an attack on all of us. 
Just two days after the state enacted sweeping abortion protections into law, the clinic that serves thousands of local residents and their families was purposefully taken down. Today is not a day to rejoice. Instead, we gather today in solidarity with the men and women of Planned Parenthood and our entire community. If you attack us, you'll pay the price and justice will be served. We will not be intimidated. No one should live in fear because they work in a place that provides essential reproductive care for those who need it. No one should be afraid of walking into a clinic to receive health care that they have a right to access. Let me be clear. Violence will not be tolerated. We will not live in fear. Men and women here in Peoria and the rest of our nation should be treated with dignity and respect. I'm proud of the commitment of law enforcement and our justice system for ensuring our safety. And I'm proud to work in Congress with organizations like Planned Parenthood to make sure that access to safe and legal reproductive care is available to all people who need it, regardless of their zip code. Thank you to the courageous team at Planned Parenthood of Illinois for continuing to serve the people of our hometowns and persevering through the past 18 months. I'm honored to stand in solidarity with you all. Thank you very much. And it is my honor to introduce Kellen Tice, uh, the DEI specialist for Planned Parenthood. Thank you, Congress Congressman Sorensen. Uh, my name is Kellen Tice. My pronouns are they, them and I am the DEI specialist with Planned Parenthood of Illinois. I'm also a resident of Bloomington and used to work in the Bloomington Planned Parenthood Health Center as a medical assistant. When I heard that someone had firebombed the Peoria Health Center, I was completely devastated. Planned Parenthood of Illinois is a major provider of essential health care in Central Illinois, and I know firsthand how important the work we do is. The Peoria Health Center provides birth control, STI testing and treatment, gender-affirming care, medication abortion, as well as cancer screenings and well-person visits. Many of those services are time-sensitive, and I couldn't help but think how scared and worried patients must have been knowing that they might have to delay care or travel outside their community uh, just to seek health services. Fortunately, Planned Parenthood of Illinois is able to offer travel assistance and we have a full team of patient navigators to help people overcome barriers like travel, food, lodging, and childcare. As a team member in Bloomington, I saw firsthand the impact on staff. There were issues with commuting an hour away for work, the cost and stress of extra childcare for team members with children. There was also, also an emotional toll on staff. And while we have a very strong security team and procedures in place, it is still extremely upsetting to have your work be attacked so viciously. It was heartening to have the Peoria community show its support through a rally immediately following the fire. We had dozens of people show up to stand in solidarity with us. We also have had an outpouring of support through donations and people wanting to volunteer their time and energy with us. We are actively rebuilding the Peoria Health Center to be stronger than ever, and I am so pleased that justice was served today and Tyler Massengill will spend the next 10 years in prison. And while it can't replace the damage done to the community, patients, and staff, it is a comfort to know that our community has our back 
and we will soon open our doors for patients again. Thank you. We're happy to take questions if folks have them. Aaron. Yes, yes, sir. Given all this that that happened, are you going to push for any type of more federal road protection to maybe guard so that this will not happen? There are some in place now, but are you going to push for more? Well, we have to understand right now that extremists are trying to take hold of our legislatures. Um, this is a case example of why we need to make sure that we fight in the House of Representatives uh, for health care, uh, for women's reproductive care, uh, for gender-affirming care, uh, because these are things that the other side and the MAGA Republicans are trying to take away from us. And so what is our recourse? Our recourse is to get the majority back in Congress so that we can make the laws that are going to protect more people uh, in our communities. We should note it was the first of two times this week Sorensen was in Peoria. The other was to tour affordable housing projects in South Peoria and the East Bluff. Sorensen says he's trying to make sure money is in the next federal budget to help. More Week in Review coming up. Four years after it started, a business incubator with a name that plays to some of Peoria's history is starting work on its new home. Delayed by COVID-19 somewhat, Distillery Labs started busting through walls this week at the former Illinois Central College Thomas Building in downtown Peoria at Fulton and Adams Streets. Local officials this week held a ceremony to mark the formal beginning of construction that should wrap up by this time next year. He just started his job two weeks ago or more, but Executive Director Doug Cruitt led the ceremony. What I want us to do is kind of think about Distillery Labs as our startup community's front porch, right? Just you're walking by, pop in, sit a spell. We'll talk about life. We'll talk about business. We'll try to help you along that journey. And so I want people to kind of think of, of that. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your level of education, it doesn't matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're welcome here. You don't have an invitation, you don't need an invitation, it's always there. You physically walk through these doors whenever it's built in about a year. Um, you find us at the Nest now, you'll find us at Bradley Campus, you'll find us at Next Innovation, because of all of this community that comes together to support one thing, and that's the success of entrepreneurs. And so, um, you know, today we're, we're physically tearing down walls, um, only to build new ones. And what we're going to end up doing is, is having those unscheduled, unstructured, spontaneous conversations and collaborations with a truly diverse population. And that's where the magic happens um, for innovation, for entrepreneurship, and most importantly, for building a startup community. So what are we going to be doing between today, this ceremony, and the next ceremony, which will be cutting ribbons instead of swinging hammers. Um, well, we're not going to be idle, right? We're going to be um, building out new events, new structure to help um, connect, educate, navigate outside of these walls. So over the coming 8 to 12 months, we're going to be really building up that sense of community, kind of the, the intangible benefit of what we're working on here. Now, there's still a massive amount of work to do, not just with the construction, of course, but in continuing to build a vibrant, thriving um, entrepreneur community. And make no mistake, this won't be smooth sailing from here on out. Let's all be realistic. 
at Distillery Labs, we're essentially a startup for startups. We're going to fail. We're going to succeed. We're going to get back up. We're going to have wins. We're going to have losses. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. Probably that corner back there, we may be curled up in a ball <laughs> crying. Um, entrepreneurs, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and we're going to pivot. But at the end of the day, I want to, you to walk away with one thing, that it's going to truly take a commitment of a generation and of an entire community. Let me repeat that. It will truly take a commitment of a generation and of an entire community, but I'm absolutely confident that one day Peoria will be one of the best cities in the world for startup community and entrepreneurial ecosystems. As our friends just down the hill at the Riverfront Museum like to say, Building and having confidence in oneself is perhaps the most important thing. And to all you entrepreneurs in the crowd, I believe in you. I have confidence in you. I believe in this community. I have confidence in this community. And I think that if we have confidence in each other, there's nothing that, that can't stop us. And I think it was um, Winston Churchill who said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that matters. Now, I think that's good advice for any entrepreneur, and I also think it's pretty darn good advice for our community. So let's be courageous and let's be confident as we continue to march together towards building a world-class startup community and entrepreneurial ecosystem. Now on to the main event. I'm pleased to announce, uh, to, to bring up to the, the podium here, uh, Bob Saring, the CEO of OSF and our chairman of the board at Distillery Labs. It's an overnight success, only four years in the making. <laughs> Till we got back here to finally swing a hammer, and I'm looking forward to that. But for those of you, and I suspect some, because I recognize some of the faces from four years ago, just on the eve of COVID, when we said, oh, what a wonderful opportunity to take this building and turn it into that home that Doug spoke about, that home for entrepreneurs. I love the analogy of the front porch, and certainly with these windows all around, it serves well as a front porch and a welcoming building, and it should be just that. But it has, no doubt, been a challenging four years uh, as we navigated through COVID. And I suspect today the only person happier than I am to see Doug in his role is Chris Setti, <laughs> our long-suffering interim director. Now, I don't know how Doug was so blessed to miss all of the, the really heavy lifting, the hard work uh, that Chris has gone through over these four years to step in two and a half weeks and say, yep, we're going to start construction. That wasn't that tough, was it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some of, some of us indeed are blessed, and, and I'm glad it's Doug, and I'm certainly glad uh, for, again, our interim director, Chris Setti, to be able to step back and, and just have one full-time job. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank the GPEDC board for allowing Chris to do it. He really did do double duty. Now you could say there's, there's some overlap between economic development, distillery labs, that may all be true, but it belies the fact that Chris really has done an outstanding job on behalf of distillery lab and on behalf of Pure. I'd also say a special thanks to the board of distillery labs. You know, we came together and uh, four years ago, and, and I actually was reminded that the application, I think it was by Chris, reminded me that the application went in back first in 2015. was the first beginning thoughts of uh, distillery labs, although it wasn't known as that at that point. 
Uh, it was just an opportunity to bring some dollars and some expertise and some talent and some entrepreneurs together. And gee, with ICC's help, wouldn't this be a wonderful location to do that? So again, great thanks to the board itself, uh, which is represented by ICC, by Bradley, by Caterpillar, by OSF, and by others. And so it really has been, oh, and I forgot, I've got Chris already, so that's what happens. You're the past interim director, you're at it. But, but certainly the GPEDC as well. I'd remiss if I didn't also talk about capital funding. We would not be able to do this because uh, it's always challenging, and Doug and all the entrepreneurs who are here, certainly those who have begun their, career, their path towards turning an idea into a business, fundraising is a crucial aspect to that. And that's always a challenging aspect, because you're there with an idea, a belief. Maybe it's a, a incredibly strong belief, but it's always hard to sort of sell that idea. And so to sell distillery labs to the community and to begin to try to fundraise to build this building was, would have been very difficult. But through the funding, thanks to the Illinois Capital Development Board and the US Economic Development Administration, we have an opportunity to take those funds and really turn this building into that front porch, into that venue, into that place where we can have entrepreneurs gather. And I think as, as we look at it as OSF, if we look at places within OSF that we consider venues for innovation, not that that's the only place that innovation happens. We want to see innovation happen across our 25,000 mission partners, across our hundreds of different sites. But you always have venues where you can bring people together, you can sort of instill or, or sort of create. And I think we often refer to it as casual collisions. How do we bring a lot of folks together, different ideas coming from different backgrounds, uh, different experiences, expertise, but how do you bring them together and then throw a problem on the table and begin to think about how do we address that? How do we begin to improve upon what has been done in the past? And it's really only by bringing together those different folks uh, to attack those issues, those problems. Uh, and so for this building, for the things that were brought here, for those entrepreneurs to have access to people People who think differently than them, people with different expertise. But my hope would be, and certainly as Doug outlined in his comments, is to have everyone grow, have all of those benefit here in this building from those different uh, places that we all come from. So I think that is great. I think of G-Beta, and for those of you who have been at some of the events for G-Beta and beginning to identify uh, those startups that we believe with additional funding really have opportunities to continue to grow. We certainly couldn't see that in our community without something like G-Beta. And G-Beta is here. I've seen a couple other events. I've been completely impressed. Actually, I look back at my life and I said, what the heck, I was going to go on. What have I done with my life? And the last one is this gal was presenting, and I think she's 17, just going away to college. And she is incredibly talented, incredibly innovative, and in incredible opportunities and forward thinking. That was not me at 18. So that's sort of like Doug. I would have been using his app back in college. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Uh, so to, to see some of that, and it, and it was her, but it was also nine other entrepreneurs who were presenting their, their opportunities. So again, having somebody like G-Beta in, and I do want to recognize the folks who have made that possible. Uh, so Peoria County, 
Atola, Central Illinois Age, uh, Angels, Hanson Professional Services, INB, and OSF. So everyone contributed to that to bring an organization like G-Beta here in town and be one of the tools in the toolbox for Doug and for the entrepreneurs here to continue to move forward. More from the ceremony marking construction of Distillery Labs with more Week in Review coming up. We're continuing with a ceremony marking the start of construction of distillery labs in the former Illinois Central College Thomas Building in downtown Peoria. Distillery Labs is, of course, a business incubator that was started by a number of entities in Peoria, including the city, OSF Healthcare, and others. At that ceremony, you heard from Peoria Mayor Rita Ali. I have the privilege of celebrating yet another opportunity, another investment in this facility. In my lifetime, this building has existed as a place to learn, to grow, to encourage, to develop, and to provide our community with many opportunities. Today marks the beginning of this building's transformation to continue that same noble purpose. Distillery Labs will bring people into the heart of Peoria to develop and distill their ideas, and they will find the support of a city, a region, that helps them pursue their imminent dreams. We are grateful to the state of Illinois and the US EDA for providing funds to reinvigorate this space, investing not only in our downtown, but in our greatest asset, our people. We have a lot to celebrate in Distillery Labs, promising yet another beautiful renovation. It sits across from the stunningly renovated and historic Order of St. Francis Ministry headquarters. In a downtown building that affords a view of an illuminated bridge which overlooks the riverfront that, we, that expects a $26 million overhaul and adjacent to another bridge that is presently undergoing a $24.6 million development to allow easier travel in and out of our community. The city is also reconfiguring Adams and Jefferson streets to more pedestrian-friendly two-way streets. True to our industrial heritage, we are building Peoria and its downtown. We are investing in our infrastructure and in our riverfront, in our startup businesses and our legacy giants, in our restaurants and our event spaces, and in those who call Peoria home and those who might want to make it their home. Distillery Labs is not only an investment in the fabric of our downtown, but the fabric of our community. It will champion the core identity of our innovative city and our region. Peoria averages over 220 patents filed each year, with the most recent year's patent data showing 410 filed, almost double the average. This is encouraging, and this new facility and its programs will help take that number, I think, to a new level by connecting innovative entrepreneurs with opportunities that support their creativity and growth. Distillery Labs and the city have shared efforts to make Peoria a smart city, an inclusive and accessible city to all, and we are excited to have Distillery Labs as a trailblazing partner in these efforts. In support of innovation, I'm excited to promote the City of Peoria's Technology Industry Grant, which provides grants up to $25,000 for technology 
driven businesses looking to call Peoria their home. I thank Councilman Karen Valpula, raise your hand out there somewhere, for leading this initiative, helping to develop that concept. This is an investment in our future, and I look forward to seeing distillery labs incubate additional innovation. The city of Peoria excitedly celebrates distillery labs' next steps, investing in our downtown and in our people. My name is Caroline LaHood, and along with my husband John, we are building our company ColorForge here in Peoria. ColorForge is the beauty industry's technology partner for reimagining cosmetics. We have a patented additive manufacturing process that produces custom and personalized cosmetics sustainably, inclusively, and at industry scale. Both John and I are born and raised Peorians, and we come from huge families with lots of entrepreneurial experiences. But when John came up with the idea for ColorForge for the technology, he truly, it was a napkin idea from an outsider, from a guy who had no industry experience or education in both additive manufacturing or the beauty industry. It was completely outside our comfort zone. At the time, our only experience was operating our family's chain of restaurants. Still valuable experience. But we, he had the vision, he had the idea, and he convinced me quickly. So we borrowed a truck and a trailer, and we drove to Kentucky, and we bought a 30-year-old 3D printer uh, in Kentucky, from off of eBay, and we quickly got to work. For years, John would come home from working the dinner shift and go down to the basement and self-teach himself engineering and chemistry, and he would test and prototype and develop our hardware. It was years of uncertainty. It was hard years, and for lack of a better way to put it, lonely. We were flying by instincts alone, and we felt that no one understood or could help us. Even though we were lifelong residents and business owners in Peoria, we never thought to look within Peoria for help. But eventually, Andrew Nui found us and encouraged us to apply for the G-Beta Distillery Labs program. And we quickly, quickly fell into this ecosystem that was building in our own backyards. We immediately were connected with other leaders and entrepreneurs who understood our struggles and our journey. And we met so many mentors and so many people who helped you know, shift our business, focus our messaging, and continue to feed us until we began to grow. And I just want to take, the thing, take this opportunity to thank so many people here in this room for what you've done for ColorForge, and I know I speak for so many other startups in the area. John always says there's a thousand ways for an idea and a company to die. The truth is there's no set path or defined steps to take an idea from a napkin to the real world. The only universal truth is to keep going. And it's so much easier to do so when you are surrounded and uplifted within your community. Here in Peoria, we are incredible. We have so many others walking the same path right alongside us people who have already walked that path or are right behind us. And you will always find the strength to continue going when you feel that around you. Peoria already has an incredible ecosystem of entrepreneurs, but here at Distillery Labs, we have a place for those bridges to connect and for our community to grow. I just wanna thank everyone who has done so much to make all these future dreams and visions happen for Peoria. I can't wait to see what happens next. More Week in Review coming up. They may not officially be headquartered here in Peoria anymore, but it can't be disputed that heavy equipment manufacturer Caterpillar still has its mark on this area. 
and it's home to what could be an important part of the process that leads to equipment getting to market. The Edwards Demonstration and Learning Center is a dedicated facility for cat dealers and customers to get demonstrations and training for construction equipment before buying from a dealer. It's one of three such facilities cat has. One is in Arizona. The other is in another part of the world. Chad Cremines recently gave reporters a chance to see the Edwards facility and to operate some of the machinery themselves. WMBD's T.J. Carson and other local reporters were among them. What is your role entail here at the facility? Yeah, as a facility manager, I oversee all aspects of it from uh, environmental health and safety aspect uh, to a customer experience as- aspect as well. Uh, it's it's kind of all-encompassing here. Okay. Um, I just, you know, what about this facility do you think makes it such an important thing for Caterpillar? I think the Edwards Demonstration Learning Center, as well as the other two demonstration learning centers, are an integral part to Caterpillar's marketing endeavors, as well as supporting our customers and dealers from a real-world application standpoint. Um, When it comes to the people that learn here, why do you think this facility is such a big place for them to actually be able to get hands-on learning? Yeah, that's a great question. The, the demonstration learning centers, they really shine because of our people. I mean, we have beautiful yellow iron, it's all uh, up-to-date technology, but when it comes to where the rubber meets the road, it's the people that actually really give us that leg up on our customers, uh, excuse me, on our competitors, but it helps us help our customers better themselves from a safety standpoint and a production standpoint. The facility tour we got here today, mm-hmm. this, this is a tour that not a lot of people get to see. So uh, can you tell us some of the things that people usually don't get to see when they come to this facility that we got to experience today? Yeah, well, you guys, you guys got a nice behind-the-curtain look at the Edwards Demonstration Learning Center. Uh, when customers do come here, they get to see the polished show, if you will. Uh, whether that's a training endeavor or a demonstration or whatever the case may be. But you folks got to see a little bit behind the scenes. You got to see uh, Nathan and his team in action uh, preparing for events or maybe facilitating events. Uh, so it's you got a little uh, sneak behind the curtain. One thing I picked up is all the hands-on experience and all the demonstrations of the equipment because you can try to tell somebody like, okay, this is what this does, so and so, but having them see it is a different experience. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, when, when you buy a barbecue grill and you're putting it together using uh, the, the manual, it usually doesn't go together as you would hope it to. And same with uh, Caterpillar. If you read the manual, you may not get exactly everything you want. Uh, when you come here, you get people that have actually fed their families running equipment in the real world. And so they've got the real world experience, they have the Caterpillar technology uh, understanding and knowledge, and they've worked with the product groups and they understand exactly how these machines are meant to run. And you put that together, it's a beautiful scenario for our customers and it helps them understand better how to run the machine. And you have a lot of customers that come in here each year, not just from this area, but from around the world. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're a global entity here, and we bring in people from all over the globe. We do have a, a facility in Malaga, Spain, but still we'll get a lot of European customers coming here. They want to live and feel and touch that Caterpillar brand. What type of customers do you serve here? Because you would expect, like, okay, it's just construction equipment and construction companies, but as you told us, it's a lot more than that. It is a lot more than that. So we we touch every aspect of Caterpillar customers. It can be a mining customer uh, or even an ag customer, for that matter. Anybody who's uh, who's who has the need for this yellow iron, they'll come through these doors for sure. Someone that's just a 
general member of the public taking a tour here, what's something that they can see here that they might not experience anywhere else at, say, like the visitor center downtown? Yeah, well, so open to the public is the visitor center. Okay. Out here, you have to be invited from okay. your dealer. So if you're a customer and you've got your local cat dealer, work with them, come out here, and we'll uh, we'll give you a nice demonstration or some training or whatever the case may be. And this is an integral part of Caterpillar. Uh, just to get the equipment sold and just showing off what you can do. Yeah, it, it is totally an integral part. As we saw earlier today, we had a customer uh, viewing a 395, so he got to work with the product expert, he got to work with uh, an expert operator, and he got to get his hands on a brand new 395 uh, piece of equipment with all the technology products. It's a really good scenario helps our dealers helping our customers. Can you tell us some of the feedback that you get from some of the customers that get that hands-on experience, what they tell you, does it change their mind, uh, what, what do they tell you? I think most of the customers that come through here, what I hear uh, probably most prevalent is they see how good our operators are and they understand that for a motor grader to blade a floor like this and to make it look this good, they understand what that takes. So I think we earn their respect instantly when they see the operators running machines. They know that these folks know what they're doing. Um, I guess if somebody were to ask you, you know, what exactly do you do here in Edwards, you know, what would you say to them? Hmm. Well, we've got a handful of primary functions here at Edwards. One is demonstrations. So that's what we're known for. Uh, we, we're known the globe over, we're, we're known around the globe for putting on equipment demonstrations, but that's actually a small part of what we do. A large part of what we do is equipment training. So we are constantly working with our dealers and our customers to help improve production and safety on the cat iron. Uh, we also help our product groups. So maybe the track type tractor group down there in uh, East Peoria, they might come out and have some questions for our expert operators. It's really good voice of customer type experience and it works out very nice. And it keeps us fresh and up to date on the latest and greatest parts of the Caterpillar products. And then probably the last thing would be the crazy marketing endeavors. So you've seen you know, videos on YouTube, uh, you've probably heard of Con Expo and the live shows we've put on there. You know, we help with those live customer uh, experiential marketing endeavors and that's, that's probably the funnest part. Uh, but those are the main functions. And then we do have the production analysis team that goes to the customer site and helps them understand where they're at with their production uh, given that snapshot in time. You guys said you haven't done demonstrations in a minute. Could you mention like the time frame and why it was sort of installed? Yeah, yeah. As far as the demonstrations go, we it's a full product line demonstration, so we'll run about 35 pieces of equipment in about 45 minutes. Uh, the arena will be full of about 20 or 200 customers, and it's a really, really nice scenario. It's a great opportunity to get a good overview of the entire Caterpillar product lineup. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how it's important for when um, you do the demonstrations, I guess for like the intern, people sitting in there and watching, and then also the people that get to go out and touch the equipment that they might be thinking of buying. How important it is to be able to actually show that kind of stuff? Yeah, it, it's it's pivotal to be able to show the customer exactly what that machine is capable of. They can go to their dealer uh, and look at a, you know, I'll use the 395 uh, large excavator as an example. They can go to the dealership and maybe they have a 395 on the job site, uh, or excuse me, at their dealership, but they may not have an area to run the machine. You know, it's a large machine and it takes a lot of material to, to uh, actually highlight that machine's capabilities. So that's why it works out really nice. They bring their customers here 
and they get that uh, real world experience. And I think Nathan mentioned earlier today during the tour that we, we do our best to put the customers in an application that's very similar to their application. So we have a quarry site here. We obviously have beautiful uh, potato dirt here. We also have a sand pit and we have different scenarios we can put those machines in to try and mimic that customer's job site. So it works out really nice for them. Uh, can, can you tell us about it, it changes in technology to equip the units. How far has it advanced to the point where you got customers coming to view your demonstrations versus other companies because of that technology? Yeah, so as far as the customers that come here, uh, the technology has definitely been a huge driver. Uh, and what I mean by that is Caterpillar's done a really nice job of integrating all of their technology products into the various different products. So uh, a, a roller, for example, it has technology on it, but it's different technology that would be on an excavator. And here at the Edwards Demonstration Center, you can learn and see and touch and feel all of that technology on the various products. And a lot of customers come here just for that aspect. Caterpillar Edwards Demonstration and Learning Center Facilities Manager Chad Cremines. TJ, by the way, told me that while he was at the site, he got the chance to operate one of Caterpillar's backhoes, a pretty cool experience for him. And a pretty cool experience for reporters to get that up-close and personal look at what goes on in one of Cat's most important facilities. That does it for this edition of Week in Review. Join us again at this time next week on this Midwest Communications Station for another recap of some of the biggest issues and events in central Illinois. You don't have to wait for Week in Review to get the lowdown on what's happening in central Illinois. For instant news 24-7, follow us at 1470WMBD on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and at WMBDRadio.com. You can also find the Week in Review podcast at WMBDRadio.com, or you can also download it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Will Stevenson, WMBD Radio News.